Are you ready for a touch of Costa Rica? Join me for a life-changing adventure in the land of Pura Vida. See a friendly face holding a sign with your name on it. Hop in the van and journey through a continuous scene of palm trees, farmland, sugarcane fields, colorful homes, and Brahmin cows to arrive at the Costa Rica School of Massage Therapy in Samara Beach. Feel the excitement of what's to come at this wellspring of holistic health education, self-discovery, and community. Now, it's time to hear the story of one who has come before you. Welcome to A Touch of Costa Rica, a Costa Rican wellness travel podcast presented to you by the Costa Rica School of Massage Therapy in Samurai Beach, Costa Rica. You can learn more about their transformative offerings by clicking the link in this episode's bio. I'm Kiana Martin, your host and travel guide on this brief yet powerful trip to introduce you to the people, places, and priceless takeaways that are waiting for you. Today, I'm pleased to introduce you to Whitney Lowe, a recognized leader in advanced therapeutic skills and founder of the Academy of Clinical Massage in Sisters, Oregon. Whitney, when was your first introduction to massage? This was back in about 1986 or so. Um, I was introduced to massage. I was in uh, graduate school studying psychology, and my former wife had started massage school. And uh, they, uh, she introduced me to all of the fascinating things that they were learning in massage school about uh, therapeutic relationships and uh, client-therapist uh, interactions and the mind-body connection and all those kinds of things. And I just thought this stuff was really fascinating. And so, you know, just like in any massage schools, you have to work on a lot of people in those instances. So she brought me to the massage school frequently, let her classmates work on me. So I got a lot of introduction to massage at that point. Uh, you know, studying psychology and wanting to, to kind of learn a little bit more about that uh, connection between the mind and the body it was a fascinating introduction into massage. How did this experience play a role in transporting you to joining the holistic health community and later writing the groundbreaking orthopedic assessment and massage therapy text? Well, I got really interested in what was happening in this field of massage. Once introduced to it, I saw a lot of connections between that and what I was studying in graduate school. And I was actually getting kind of burned out in my graduate school program and thought, well, you know, if I, I could go to massage school and become a massage therapist, and, and that would be a great way to sort of pay my way through graduate school without you know being able to kind of make my own schedule and do things that I wanted to do and do something that was related to the stuff that I was interested in. So I decided to stop and go to massage school, and then that started a whole other journey of being fascinated by what was going on in the world of massage. I'm curious. So did you pivot away from your graduate studies, or did you complete your graduate studies and then simultaneously um, pursue your massage interests as well? No, I definitely kind of pivoted away from what I was doing in graduate school. And, and you know, this is um, 1980s, let me think, 1987, back in uh, the South in the United States. And massage therapy was not very advanced at that point. And when I told my parents I was going to stop graduate school and go to massage therapy school, they thought I was nuts. Um, and uh, so that was uh, and I said, oh, it's just going to be a temporary thing. And, you know, that temporary thing turned into 30 something, five years now or whatever it's been. And so, uh, yeah. And then I actually I ended up going back to graduate school later on again in another field in sports medicine and biomechanics, because after a while, 
I became really interested in the, the sort of medical applications of massage from a number of work environments uh, that I was in and, and some of the things that I was doing. And so I went back to, to graduate school again with the intention of doing a different master's degree in, in sports medicine and biomechanics. And that one got interrupted by another massage opportunity that I was just uh, unable to pass up because it was too good of an educational opportunity. So I'm always in and out of school, always a learner. I'm curious, what was that massage opportunity that took you away from your graduate studies? Well, I had been teaching for a few years at a massage school at that point, and um, the uh, school decided that they wanted to start a clinical massage program that was really oriented toward uh, uh, training massage therapists to treat pain and injury problems from their entry-level training with a very high-level sort of quality program. And they were going to bring in Benny Vaughn, who was a true pioneer in the world of sports massage and and injury management at that time. And then... I was tasked with being the program director, so sort of logistically running the program and teaching a lot of the basics in there, and he was going to be teaching a lot of the advanced coursework. And they said, you know, to do this, you know, we want to send you down to Florida and train with him, and he'll be working with you directly in this program to build it. And I knew, uh, because I had taken some courses with him before and was tremendously impressed by him and also knew that he had a lot to teach me, and I thought, I'm never going to get another opportunity like this again and I can't do this and graduate school and my other job uh, all at the same time. So something's going to have to go. And so it was one of those things of just waiting and asking myself, which of these things am I going to learn more at? And I really felt at this point um, that mentorship program with him uh, was going to be a, a very important learning process for me. It was going to send, send me in a couple of different directions that I wouldn't be able to do otherwise. And uh, I certainly looking back on it, I would not change a thing. Um, I have, regretted a couple of times during my career that I have two unfinished master's degrees because they could have opened some doors to do things in this field. But I also recognize learning opportunities pose themselves in all kinds of different formats. And uh, this is one that was just uh, absolutely essential that I follow it. That's absolutely fascinating. Why has clinical work been your passion and life's work for the last three decades? Well, it it didn't really turn out, uh, you know, it didn't start out that way. I didn't see myself working and doing kind of medical and clinically oriented massage at the outset. And part of that was that I didn't really know it existed. Uh, it wasn't until after getting into that a little bit. And I kind of recognized after being in, in this field for a little while that I was really drawn to that sort of um, medically and, and science oriented aspect of massage. But part of it uh, really came for me a great deal by some early client experiences that I had where I was working with people. Um, uh, One instance in particular, I tell the story frequently because I just think it's really uh, important for us, is that um, early on in my career, I set up a a clinical practice in a medical office building because all my teachers had said, if you really want to get in with the healthcare system, you know, try to connect with the doctors and the other health professionals and do that. And so... um, I had this opportunity to to get this tiny little uh, treatment room space in a, in a medical office building, and you know sent cards and brochures around to all the doctors. And one day, one of the doctors sent a patient to me, and I thought, "This is great. We're going to start building this relationship." And she came in, and she was obviously in a tremendous amount of pain. And um, I explained to her how to get on the massage table and kind of get prepared and do all these kinds of things. And I could see her looking at the massage table thinking, how am I going to get on that table? Because she had such bad back pain, she couldn't really move in various different positions. And I, of course, was thinking the same thing. How am I going to get her on this table? 
But the other thing that I was trying not to convey to her that was just shaking me in my boots was recognizing I have no idea what's wrong with this woman. And I, my primary goal in that treatment that day was I want her to be able to leave this office not worse than when she came in here. And if she does, then I will consider this a success. And as soon as she was out the door, I was into the books looking for the answers to that question. How do you figure out what's wrong when people come in with a serious pain complaint? How do you know? Because we didn't learn that. Nobody taught us that in school. And it was really kind of at that point, that was a major turning point for me of recognizing I have a lot more to learn about this whole big picture. There's a whole lot more to this than I thought there was. It's just, it's not simple answers. And there's a lot of things that we need to explore to really learn how to be good clinicians with people. For the first time ever, Costa Rica School of Massage Therapy will be offering massage therapists an opportunity to learn directly from you at the May Orthopedic Massage Program. Can you talk a bit about this experience and how it can enhance each participant's professional skill set? Well, there's some things that happen in classroom environments. And, and, you know, I've been a big advocate of some more advanced aspects of online education, which is what we do at our our company here. But there's some things that happen in the classroom that just you can't get any other way. Um, The the immediate questions that come up, the ability to, uh, you know, pose discussions among group members and, you know, people learn from their their colleagues at these kinds of things. The other thing is that because it's, you know, several days, it's, you know, five days of training, that you really get to know people a lot more and you really learn a whole lot more from them. Not only what we do in the classroom, but a lot of the discussions outside the classroom. These are always great learning experiences to enhance your practice in, in ways that you don't really imagine. But that's the key benefit of doing some of this kind of stuff in an in-person thing is there's you never know what kind of discussions will come up and what kind of thing is going to really click and turn a, turn a, a page for you to really get, to get you in, inspired and sparked about something. What is the most common misconception about orthopedic massage? I think the most common misconception is that it is a technique. You know, our profession is filled with lots of different techniques and modalities where you're told, you know, you have to do this particular thing this exact way and, you know, move your hands here and do this kind of thing. And the the big misunderstanding is that orthopedic massage isn't a technique. It's really a comprehensive approach to dealing with all kinds of pain and injury problems, and movement disorders. And it may incorporate dozens of different modalities, methods, techniques, approaches, and things like that. But the core of it is really about clinical reasoning and problem solving and understanding the nature of what's going on in in various different conditions, the factors that may be involved, and producing uh, good uh, treatment outcomes and making good clinical decisions as a result of that. This segment of our conversation is the perfect segue to a question that I have for our listeners. Are you looking to enhance your holistic health journey in a Costa Rican tropical oasis? Click the link in the podcast bio to secure your space in CRSMT's May Orthopedic Massage course with this episode's renowned guest, Whitney Lowe. Make this your moment to leave your mark in the Samurai Beach sand. Now back to my conversation with Whitney Lowe, a recognized leader in advanced therapeutic skills and founder of the Academy of Clinical Massage in Sisters, Oregon. You've had the opportunity to partner with a variety of medical professionals in your clinical work. Can you share some of your interesting takeaways from these experiences? 
I think one of the most important things that I've really learned out of those different experiences is that we really need to get out of our silos periodically. As health professionals, we tend to live and work in these sort of isolated communities of our own. You know, we gather together with our tribes, and that makes sense. It's perfectly understandable. But what I really found in many of these instances were that, you know, I didn't really know what the physical therapist did. I didn't really know sometimes what an orthopedist was doing or what an acupuncturist was doing or what the chiropractor was doing. And the more I learned about what those different people were doing, the better I understood the concept of integrative care and the fact that, you know, a lot of times you might be the greatest, you know, practitioner in your field, but not every client or patient is right for you. And sometimes that means you need to learn to refer those individuals to other people who might have a different skill set or approach in what they're doing. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But that only occurs when we have a broader vision and understanding of what a lot of the other people do in other dimensions of health practice. And that, that simply comes from learning a lot more, listening a lot more to what other people do and what they talk about in terms of the way they engage their practices as well. I'm sure our listeners would love to learn more about the Academy of Clinical Massage. Talk to us a bit about how the Institute came about and the learning opportunities that it provides. So the Academy was born in uh, 1994 uh, under a different name at that time. Uh, And it really started because I had a vision for creating a, a business that was around developing educational materials for massage therapists. Uh, I had moved out to Oregon from Atlanta, which is where I originally was trained, and I was trying to uh, establish uh, some educational materials because at that time, time, this is in the mid-90s, we just did not have many really good educational materials for entry-level training. And I was convinced that there was a potential business in producing really high-quality, clinically-oriented educational materials for massage therapists. So started with very, very, very rudimentary training manuals. This was in the days of, you know, going to Kinko's and running things through a copy machine and putting them together with those plastic, you know, binders and everything. Um, And uh, precursors to that had been, you know, taking photographs and scotch taping them on paper for your desktop publishing processes. So those were the really early days of that process before we got into doing all that kind of stuff on the computers. But as the years went by, Um, I became further and further committed to developing the best quality educational materials for this kind of training for massage therapists because there wasn't a whole lot of that kind of stuff out there. And uh, a number of years later, I ended up teaching a bunch of workshops around the country and doing training programs in a lot of different places. And I really began to see some of the limitations of uh, short duration courses and, and some of the training programs that we were doing for massage therapists. And I wasn't able to get to all these places around the country where people wanted to study some of the things that I was doing. And so I started looking into uh, the potential for doing some of this stuff with online education. And this is back in the uh, wow, early 90s and uh, or late 90s, excuse me, late 90s and early 2000s. So way long before online education was really sort of prominent. And it was very rudimentary in those days because there was no sound. There was no video. It was all text based things. But I really saw the potential for um, being able to develop more interactive learning processes that would help people develop skills in clinical reasoning and some of the really important aspects of of what we do in clinically oriented massage. It's not just about learning new techniques and new things to do with your hands. And so that process has continued to evolve 
over the years uh, into what we have now, which is a really robust and comprehensive online educational component that I think blends very well with what we intend to do in the workshop and the physical space. And, and quite honestly, it gives us the opportunity that when I get together with students in class, that we can do a lot more of the things that really work well in the classroom and a lot less of the things that don't. For example, I don't tend to do a whole lot of lecture content in classes anymore because that's not the best way to learn that kind of content and it's not the best use of the student's time. So the best use of our time is with you know, interactive learning experiences and practicing things and putting, putting them into play and getting to go over uh, concepts and ideas and things like that in a much more engaging format, which is much more difficult to do online. So uh, I really like to see the, the blending of those different types of learning environments doing what they each do best. And that's what we're going to try to do down in uh, Costa Rica as well. That's amazing. Where can our listeners connect with you in your work online? So we are at the Academy of Clinical That's our main website. And then we have another separate learning site where people do our online education and things, but they can find us uh, also on Facebook through there. But uh, that's the best places through our website, Academy of Clinical I came across a quote the other day that I think is the perfect lead into my next question. It reads, travel is the most intense form of learning. Being that May will mark your first visit to Costa Rica School of Massage Therapy and Samurai Beach, what are you looking forward to learning and why? I am looking forward to always when these kind of educational experiences, I'm looking forward to meeting new people and learning from them about what they do, what they what their life experiences are about, because I love learning things about people in those different types of, of environments. But also the the geographical place of Costa Rica is um, fascinating to me, and I'm very curious about that. Uh, I've been quite involved for a number of years because of my wife's work with wild bird rehabilitation. So we do a lot of work with um, birds, and uh, Costa Rica, of course, has is, is got a reputation for a fantastic place to see all kinds of wildlife and lots of different birds down there. So um, I'm looking forward to uh, I love that quote that you gave, too, because I just do think travel gets us out of our comfortable box, so to speak. And it, as a result, it really causes us to, to look at things in different ways and, and learn as much as we can from new things that we're encountering. So um, all the travel experiences like that always pose new and interesting experiences for me that I, I love learning from. What's one piece of advice you would give to new students embarking on their journey as a holistic health practitioner? I would say, you know, as much as possible, try to not treat this like a job and listen to why you got into this in the first place, because there are challenges and difficulties that we will all encounter in this in this work. It's not always easy. It can be, you know, lonely in a room by yourself doing things. It can be a difficult struggle sometimes with your business trying to make uh, enough money that you feel like is worth the time of the type of work that you're doing and things like that. But we all have these kind of struggles and difficulties periodically, but I think what's really important is to tap into why you started doing this in the first place. Because uh, every time I get into one of those places of being just feeling you know, burned out or run down or, you know, this is really uh, way more challenge than I want to be dealing with right now, I always kind of try to go back and remember why did I start this in the very first place. And for me, it always comes back to uh, there was kind of a mission that I really realized the first couple of years that I was in practice of why I was doing this. And it's because I have an overall bigger picture about what I'm doing. And that is I'm, I'm trying to help decrease pain in the world. 
And massage therapy tends to be the vehicle that I've chosen to do that. And so when I can connect back with that vision and that mission, um, that makes everything else um, a whole lot easier to work with. And it also inspires me about what, what I'm doing and where to go next with work. In closing, if you could sum up your holistic health journey in one word, what would it be and why? Well, continuing on with the travel theme, I'd say the one word maybe is exploration, because for many of us, I think when we get into some of these things, we don't recognize how big they are and how many different paths there are in front of us. And it's only sometimes through exploring those different paths that you learn about some of the things that you might not have learned about, or you open your mind to to new things or new perspectives that you would not have seen before. And exploration is just always such a key to uh, you know creating some of those opportunities for you to expand yourself, and then you know that comes back around to providing better patient care and and better um, you know interactions with all the people that you're working with. So ex- the exploration is what leads you to. Um, get passionate about what you're doing and and stay that way and stay engaged and excited about what you do on a day-to-day basis. Before we leave the sands of Samurai Beach behind, I want you to imagine one more sun rising up over the crystal blue waters of the Pacific Ocean. Let it serve as your invitation to click the link in this episode's bio to join us for one of Costa Rica School of Massage Therapies upcoming massage programs, retreats, or continuing education offerings. We can't wait to meet you.